You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday, November the 16th. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith, thanks for tuning in today and any day that you guys listen, much appreciated. On the show today, I'll kind of give a recap. I went live on Instagram on Saturday with um, with a Cardinal fan account on Instagram uh, at STL Card Center, uh, which was a lot, a lot of fun. Talked about a lot of different things. Um, so go ahead and give them a follow on the Instagram again, uh, STL Cardinal Center. Uh, we went live, which was a lot of fun. Uh, on Saturday night, so I'll kind of give a recap what we talked about there. Um, and if you have an hour of your time, go ahead and listen to that. It's on his Instagram page. But uh, stay on the lookout for that to follow the Instagram page at lo underscore cardinals. We'll be that's my Instagram page on the, for the show. I'm sure we'll be doing that live action again. Uh, but otherwise, you give the give the show a follow for some good content on this show. Uh, so we'll kind of give a good recap on that. And then there are two things that I kind of want to talk about in, more in depth from that conversation was the uh, idea of Lindor. And there's actually an article out on MLB.com talking about um, hypothetical trade proposals. And they have the Cardinals on there. And there's a reason the Cardinals would say no to this trade. Uh, but I do think it's interesting to look at. Um, you know, when you're looking at the Cardinals adding somebody, and then Trevor Rosenthal is also on the free agent market. So I want to look, um, want to look at him as well to see if the Cardinals might possibly have a, if there's a reunion in the cards there for, for Rosenthal. So uh, we'll get started just first of all with the, um, with the recap of the live that I was talking about, uh, that I went on Saturday. Now we, we started off with, with just a little bit of a, you know, kind of a, of a season recap, if you will, talking about the, um, you know, all, all of the, what happened during the season and the, you know, the off the struggles, we highlighted some players, uh, we, we threw out some hypotheticals, talked about Gary Sanchez a, a decent amount. And, you know, I kind of talked about how if the Cardinals can't re-sign Molina and if, if that's the only way that the Cardinals can get Clint Frazier you know, from, the, from the Yankees as an upgrade in left field is if they have to, you know, pile on Gary Sanchez. It's not the, the end of the world, in my opinion, to, to get uh, Fla- Clint Frazier. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, then a couple other things that we talked about that I want to highlight was the idea of how the Cardinals might go out after the, the money situation right now. Because they have two really bad contracts on the books in Dexter Fowler and Matt Carpenter, and you know the the chances of them spending big money this offseason with already the loss of revenue due to COVID nineteen and and no fans in the stands, and Dewitt wanting Moselak to, you know, kind of at least it's been reported that the the budget or the payroll rather needs to be reduced. I don't see them spending big money this offseason. You know, I'd like to see them get maybe a George Springer, uh, Marshall Ozuna, you know, guys like that left field. You know, Michael Brantley maybe might be a little bit cheaper, but still. Um, but I just don't know if that's going to happen, if, if they're going to spend any big money. And if they're going to make any big acquisitions, it's, it's going to be via the trade market or it's going to be a bunch of little acquisitions. You know, it'll be a couple million dollars in left field for maybe a Jock Peterson and then a, a Justin Turner at third base. And, you know, just little cheap incremental adjustments for for the Cardinals 2021 season just because of the money situation and then we, you know just to wrap that we, we we talked about Michael Brantley a little bit and I think Michael Brantley would be a great fit in St. Louis he, he's, he's a pure hitter left-handed bat the Cardinals could use a lot of plays a pretty good left field um so that you know 
that we talked about him. But you know, I don't want to spend too much time on the recap just because if you guys want to watch it, you guys go ahead and watch it. But two guys I want to talk about, like like I already said, were Francisco Lindor and Trevor Rosenthal. I, I I'll start first w- with with Lindor because you know I feel like this is Arenado 2.0. You know, everybody wants St. Louis to get him. Of course, St. Louis is in the mix and all these different things, but the realisticness of this happening doesn't seem very high just because of how much the Cardinals are going to have to give up to get Lindor for probably you know close to $20 million after arbitration kicks in. And then if he doesn't resign, you're giving up a lot for a one-year rental. You really, really are. Um, and, it, it, and it's just tough to to justify that, especially if you're, you know, not going to resign him. And Lindor, you know, deserves money. And I think that he's one of those kind of players that, that's going to go get his money. You know, he's going to test free agency uh, no matter where he's at. I just don't think he, he stays. With, with Cleveland, I don't think he stays wherever he, he, he goes. And, you know, obviously there, there's a chance. Cardinals resigned Paul Goldschmidt, but uh, I don't think, I just don't see Paul Goldschmidt happening again. They're re-signing so quickly. I mean, before he even played a regular season game in St. Louis, might have even been before he played a spring training game. It was early spring training 2019 that he signed the extension. I just don't see that happening again. So the the proposed trade on the MB.com website to, uh, by Mandy uh, Ronhada uh, was Cardinals get Francisco Lindor, Indians get Harrison Bader, Tommy Edmond, Johan Oviedo, and Angel Rodon. The reasoning behind, you know, these trades, according to the article, is that the Indians had a really bad outfield, and Bader has some high upside, and Edmund obviously has kind of proven himself, I think, a little bit more than Bader, and he can play the outfield. Now, obviously, Bader is leaps and bounds ahead of Edmund defensively in the outfield, but I still think Edmund can play the outfield decently well, especially for what you're getting with that bat. Um, and then the, the two uh, pitching prospects are, are just really for... Um, for depth for Cleveland, because their bullpen had the fifth lowest ERA, had a really good starting rotation of, of Bieber, Carrasco, Plesac, uh, Tristan McKenzie also. Uh, but, you know, both these guys have some high upside. And then the Cardinals obviously would, would upgrade at shortstop. Paul DeYoung has been league average, um, but, I mean, it would be a really nice upgrade at shortstop. You can move DeYoung to third base or sec, you know, second base if you wanted to, because um, you're losing Edmund, who would probably play second or third base. So you, you really... You're still only down one position, depending on where you put, um, depending on where you put Goldschmidt, and then or not Goldschmidt, but depending on where you put DeYoung, you'd still only be down a third or second baseman. And then you know the idea of who says no is kind of the idea of this article. Um, the Cardinals would say no to this trade for for pretty obvious reasons. Like I said, projected to earn twenty million dollars, uh, doesn't see the the uh, the um, franchise increasing its its payroll. Um, so that's also a reason the Cardinals, like I talked about, wouldn't re-sign Lindor if they do manage to trade for him. Um, but, you know, th- this trade would not be the end of the world for St. Louis, I don't think. I'd be, you know, I wouldn't be super upset if this trade happened. I would have liked to see Edmund stay. You know, maybe you throw in Elaine Thomas. Maybe you even throw in a Tyler O'Neill instead of Tommy Edmund. I think that trade would, would work out a little bit better for, for me if I'm St. Louis. But, I mean, that's a lot to give up for $20 million-ish, plus a very low chance of re-signing Francisco Lindor in the offseason. So really, that's a lot you're giving up, as much as I hate on Bader, but, I mean, that is still, as of right now, your starting center fielder and two of your top twenty, two of your top 15 prospects and a really solid middle infielder that you're giving up for a one-year rental. It's just not really what, what the Cardinals do, and it's not really 
doesn't, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for St. Louis to make that trade for Francisco Lindor. As much as I would want it to happen, the logistics, especially this deal that we're specifically talking about right now, it's this deal wouldn't happen. I, I just don't think a deal for Lindor will happen at all, just based on the, the, the payroll wanting to stay down and based on the unlikeliness of Lindor resigning and staying in St. Louis past 2021. So, you know, I, I just think that that trade is very unlikely. And, you know, the, the other destinations that this article cites for Lindor make a little bit more sense. Um, to me, Lindor going to Toronto, that, that one not necessarily, but he might, you know, Philly um, to the Reds has been a, an option. The Yankees, which I would not like at all as an option. The Mets with, with the new look Mets uh, as well that the Dodgers are talked about. So uh, I think that, you know, most of those seem more likely than St. Louis, but you never know. There's a reason we have the offseason play out like it will, and we'll see how it goes from there. But uh, one more player I want to highlight before I get, get out of here is Trevor Rosenthal and um, you know, kind of how he turned his career around after an abysmal 17 or abysmal 16 and 17 in St. Louis. So Trevor Rosenthal conversation coming up in just a moment. The new and improved Built Bars, even more delicious than before. They've got 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and their six new flavors are remarkable. My favorite is cookies and cream. My favorite ones from the 12 original range from coconut almond to mint brownie, double chocolate, orange, and coconut. Every single one of these are soft and easy to chew, and they're covered 100% in chocolate. But just because they're covered in delicious chocolate does not mean they're not great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Let's just take a look at the flavor profile for my favorite one, cookies and cream. It's got 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com to purchase an amazing pack of Built Bar, and you get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last, so don't delay. You can also go to BuiltBar.com right now to use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. That's right, it's up to 20%. Once again, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So once again, talking about Trevor Rosenthal a little bit here, we talked about him on the live that I've talked about a little bit, and you know I've said a lot that if the Cardinals are going to spend money, that it should not be on anything but offensive improvements, and I still think that's most likely going to be the case. I don't think that a Trevor Rosenthal signing is likely, but we saw how dominant he was last year for Kansas City and especially for San Diego. Didn't give up a run in nine in nine appearances. Uh, but again, all of this said, the Cardinals need to focus their money on on offensive improvements. That there, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Uh, they have too many offensive uh, excuse me, too many offensive weaknesses to to spend their money anywhere else. But I do think it's kind of interesting to look at a guy like Trevor Rosenthal because of how good he was for St. Louis for six years. He had one really blow-up, really bad year when his walks per nine skyrocketed to six and a half. He couldn't control anything. He was, he had, you know, in that year, he only had 14 saves, only 40 innings pitched, dealt with some injuries. Uh, but in six years in St. Louis, he had a 2.99 ERA, a 130 ERA+, plus, a 260 fielding independent pitching, a whip of just 1.3, which isn't bad, 
12 strikeouts per nine, which is really good. Saved 121 games for St. Louis. He had back-to-back years of 45-plus saves. So this guy has a really solid career. His career ERA sits at three and 3.36, and that's mostly due to a couple blow-up years in Washington, Detroit, and one in St. Louis. Washington, Detroit coming in one year. In 2019, he was abysmal. Uh, his walks per nine were at 15.3 in just 15 innings. Um, so he, he walked 26 batters in 15 innings. Not great, not, not not good, not even bad. It's terrible <laughs> in 2019. And, you know, you wondered what this guy's career was going to look like following that, you know, abysmal year. And he really, he turned it around in 2020 for Kansas City. He, he The walks really went went down 4.6. It's still a little high, obviously. His ERA was at 3.29, but his strikeouts per nine went back up to 13.8. And then for San Diego, they went up to 15.3 strikeouts per nine. 10 innings, he struck out 17 batters, only walked one. But I mean, really, for, for Trevor Rosenthal, it has always been about the control. Because in his dominant years in St. Louis, from 2012 to 2015, uh, when he was, you know, 2012 and 13, and at the start of 13, he was more of a middleman, but then in 13, 14, and 15, he was the closer. In those dominant years, his walks per nine were at 3.6, which is pretty low for his career. 11.9 strikeouts per nine. Um, only give up 11 home runs, which is really low. Kept the ball in the ballpark. Didn't give up a lot of hits, only 7.4 hits per nine. But then you look at, you know, after 2015 was when he really started to fall apart. In 2016 and 17, both those years combined, um, his area plus was still above average, but his walks per nine went up to five. Uh, his hits per nine went up to 8.7, gave up a, a few more home runs, not not terribly too much, but uh, 2016 was really, I think, his downfall in a Cardinal uniform just because, you know, that year was his worst year in a Cardinal uniform, and it wasn't that terrible. He he was just hurt and, and gave up a lot of runs early and wasn't able to, to bounce back and lower that ERA and get the numbers down where they're supposed to be. But I think this is a guy that every Cardinal fan roots for. I don't think anybody wishes any ill luck of him. You know, he, he clinched the 2013 National League pennant for St. Louis in the postseason. Had some shaky moments in 14, sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, he, he provided some great Cardinal moments and had a couple of electric years. 2015, he was an all-star, finished 17th in the MVP race as a reliever. After 48 saves, an ERA under, you know, at, at 2.10. And ERA plus of 188, that's the highest single season mark in his career, except for a shortened season of 2020 when he had 240, but during a regular season camp, like a normal season campaign. So do I think the Cardinals should spend money on Trevor Rosenthal? Probably not. I've said before, I've said, and now I'll say it again. They need to spend money. They need to make moves. They need to focus on the offense because of how many offensive negatives they have. But that said, a reunion with Trevor Rosenthal would would be ideal. This is a, a veteran guy that has been to the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and it allows you, as a St. As a Louis Cardinal fan and a St. Louis Cardinal franchise, to not just rely on the young, inexperienced guns that you have in the Cardinal bullpen right now. I'm very excited about the Cardinal bullpen in 2021. But if you have a guy like Rosenthal, who's, like I said, been through a lot in his career, help these younger guys through their careers, that could be huge for them. A reunion with Trevor Rosenthal might not be in the cards, pun intended, but it would be welcomed by me, and I think... If the Cardinals got Rosenthal, that would be a big addition to this already extremely legit bullpen. But like I said, is it going to happen? Probably not, but a, a guy can dream, and it's always fun to look back at you know how he improved himself. Um, you Because know, in 2016, which is his worst year, his walks per nine, like I said, ballooned up to 6.5. And, 
And, you know, ever since then, they've gone down. In 2020, they took a, a major step down. So it's always nice to see. And he's got a big personality, too. So it's something, you know, marketability to St. Louis as well. But that's all I got for today. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as always, be sure to tune back tomorrow. We'll talk more Cardinal news and, and more offseason situations. Uh, highlight a couple different players in the next couple of days. So with that said, my name is Lucas Smith, ladies and gentlemen. As always, stay safe, stay well. Have a great day. We'll